Hello, and welcome to the Miramichi Historical Linkages Podcast. Uh, I'm Sean McCarthy, joined, in, uh, as always, by Sarah Ward and Tasha Smith, and our special guest today uh, from Shiftwork uh, Recording, uh, Dylan Ward. Welcome, Dylan. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thanks you for thank you for uh, for, for joining us today. Uh, so, this podcast uh, really is kind of about uh, you know hearing people's stories and maybe understanding you know the the connections that they've been able to make uh, in the course of what they do for a living or in the course of their lives. Um, so maybe just to kind of start off with, uh, maybe kind of uh, you can kind of let us know how you got involved in music and became a recording engineer and. Uh, the connections that you've been able to make. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I started playing music when I was pretty young. Um, I first got introduced uh, to the guitar uh, from my brother, uh, my older brother, Devin, uh, who's four, four years older than me. So he le- uh, started learning the guitar and uh, I guess I just kind of wanted to be like him. So then I started learning the guitar and uh uh, I just kind of stuck with it. Uh, he kind of stopped playing and stuff, but I just kind of stuck with it. And then, uh, my friends were really into music. I was always really into music when I was young, uh, young as well. Uh, so then we just all started learning instruments and, uh, and then started a band. And then I played in bands all through high school. Um, it was the thing I just love, love to do. And, uh, when it came time, uh, when I was graduating and figuring out what I wanted to do, uh, there was a recording school, uh, recording college here in Fredericton, uh, and I decided to go there. So, uh, Dylan, like I say, maybe uh, you can tell us, you know, uh, how the how being involved in music has allowed you to kind of connect with other artists, or uh, and just generally maybe some of the stories uh, from your time as a recording engineer. Yeah, sure. Um, literally all of the people in my life, uh, all my friends, uh, how I met my fiance was all through music. Um, so it's, a it's, it's just a great way to connect with people. Um, you know, music is so universal. Um, and there's a, there's a strong connection with people who you are in a band with, mm-hmm. um, because it's all like for fun. It's all just like a, you know, everybody does it for themselves because it's self-fulfilling. Uh, you know, you don't uh, go into music to make money uh, or, uh, you know, you, you can hmm. and fame like that can come at some point. Um, but uh, really, for most of us, it's just uh, something that we feel kind of compelled to do and um, and we get a lot of enjoyment out of it. So when you get uh, a group of like-minded people who enjoy that kind of thing together, uh, and then play a band, you really kind of get a strong bond. Uh, you know, I I think, like I said, that's how I met my fiance. We play in a band together now, uh, called Marion. Uh, two of my groomsmen are the other two guys in the band who I've been playing music with for almost 10 years Mm. now. Um, so I mean, there's just, uh, there's nothing better really. Mm. It's fun to have those kind of people, um, who are just great people in general, but then we all, uh, you know, love to, to be creative together and to create things and to, uh, um, 
yeah, just have fun, I guess. Um, so, and then, uh, how it kind of got into recording when I was in high school, uh, I, my goal was always to just like have my own CD cause I thought that was, would be really cool. Sure. Um, and you know, me and my friends were just playing around with recording. We all kind of like got, uh, all of our gear together and we're able to have enough to kind of make something happen. Made my first CD. It was, it was awesome. I was thrilled. And then I had bands who uh, were also um, making their own music and they were like, Hey, can you record stuff for us? Cause we have a few songs and stuff. So I started recording bands in high school and that's when I started to kind of think, Oh, maybe I can do something with this. And, and, uh, there, there are careers out there for people who want to record music. So I went to the recording school here in Fredericton. Um, it's no longer here now, but uh, which is unfortunate, but mm. it was called the Center for Arts Technology when I was there. Uh, eventually, it was called Da Vinci College. I worked there for a little bit, too. Uh, it was a good time. Um, and yeah, I've just kind of been doing it ever since. Um, and it's only now, you know, that was I started... Uh, I went to school there in 2011, uh, graduated in 2013, and it's only been since like 2019, maybe 2020, that I uh, like officially kind of had a studio, and now it's uh, it's pretty much what I do full time, which is awesome. Yeah. One thing about we would try to connect uh, Mamashi, the history of Mamashi, and the links to Mamashi, and uh, one thing about Dylan. His band, and uh, Dylan is not only a ward, he's also Curtis. So, about his band, his he named his name band after your grandmother, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a funny story. Uh, so, uh, my grandmother's name is Marion, um, and uh, my grandfather's name was Vincent. And I always thought they were just such a that's two just old names, like like mm. classic names. Um, and I always kind of, I always enjoyed the, those two names. Um, so when I moved to Fredericton to go to recording school, I kind of stopped playing in bands. Um, I just, you know, I didn't really know a lot of people here and I just kind of focused on being in school. Um, but when I graduated, I got back into playing in a band, but I was, uh, uh, I was playing bass. Um, and before, like I had always played guitar and I sang and I was always writing my own songs and stuff. But in this band, I was just playing bass, doing some backup vocals and stuff like that. Um, but it was really, really fun for me. I had a, it was a great time. Uh, and I would like post about, you know, the band having shows and stuff like that on Facebook. And my grandmother, Marion, who is on Facebook, would uh, like message me and be like, you know, Oh, I think that's cool that you're in this band, but like, why aren't you singing in the band? Like you should be singing in the band. And I'm like, well, because I'm the bass player and you know, it's this other guy's band and stuff like that. And she was just like, yeah, okay. So she had like no interest in this other band that I was in is <laughs> kind of how I read into it. And she just wanted me to be singing and, and performing uh, my own songs. And I was like, okay, well, you know, thanks Graham. Um, but when it kind of came time, where that's, I, I kind of stepped into that position again. Um, I thought it would be a good homage to her to name the band after her and be like, okay, Graham, here you go. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm playing and singing again. So. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. 
<laughs> Very yeah. good supportive Graham. I love having supportive grandparents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's great. I actually, uh, we just came out with our like first album. Uh, it was released uh, last year um, in April. And uh, I had to mail her uh, two copies of the CD because she wanted one and then she wanted to give uh, one to the people at her like bingo meetup. <laughs> and to like show <laughs> to play for them or whatever because they yeah. have like a cd player and i was like okay i'll, I'll send you two no no worries oh that's awesome earlier when you were explaining yeah, to us on how you got onto your journey of becoming a producer for music now i could hear the passion and it sounded really awesome that you could find like you said like-minded people as yourself who wanted to share this love of music you guys have and it got me thinking about one of our previous podcasts with elder tolly paul and he had mentioned that it's extremely important to know the songs and the history behind them and when i was reading a little bit about your work and i seen that you um played with a few other artists at the snow dome was it this past january um it was mm -hmm. and uh i was watching the videos of your guys's interview and i I'm unsure of who it was, but it was um, a lady that was singing with you and she was also expressing the importance of um, songs and the stories behind it and that you guys are doing it um, in a sense to help promote and share culture and knowledge and respect. That's how I kind of understood it. I don't know if that's exactly how you guys are trying to get it out there because um, as it was stated, there's a lot of indigenous artists out there that just not known about yet as yet hopefully we can get that more promoted out there for everyone to listen to the different types of genres of music that we all create and just really happy to see you guys even though you're individual artists you guys come together to promote all of you guys together in a sense i like that yeah yeah i mean uh uh thank you for saying that yeah that that group of people um, it's a collection of four different indigenous songwriters. Um, so it's Judy Aquin, uh, Matt Cummo, uh, Quinn Bennell and myself, um, who are all indigenous artists. And that group came together kind of, um, uh, it came together last, uh, truth and reconciliation day. So a like uh, a booker here in town wanted to put on basically an indigenous songwriter circle um, on that day to play the show so that we could share stories and promote indigenous artists and stuff like that. So we all got together and we played the show and it was so awesome. Like we just had a, a, a really, really great time. Um, and so we just kind of kept doing it basically. So we did it at the snow dome. Uh, we're going to play, uh, some other festivals, uh, this summer. Um, and it's like slowly starting to like become a band as well. So like, Ooh. uh, we've talked, we've talked about like collaborating, uh, with songwriting together. Um, and it, it's just, it's just, we talk about it a lot, like uh, why it kind of works and, and, and why it's so fun. But, uh, the, the thing that we kind of go back to is, uh, like you said, there are a lot of indigenous artists out there. There's a lot of indigenous musicians and for whatever reason, um, we're kind of hard to find. And I, I, I don't know why that is. Um, 
But I think by having indigenous artists showcasing, playing shows, being a part of festivals, and just being out there in the public, um, these younger indigenous artists or, or whoever um, can kind of see themselves doing what we're doing because they can, like, there's no reason why they can't. Um, and it's, so it's kind of like, there has to be the opportunity. There has to be, somebody has to make the space for it to happen. And then there also has to be the inspiration to take the plunge, um, to just do it. Um, and the song indigenous songwriter circle is a cool Avenue for that because it's four different artists. We all have our own stories. Um, yet we are collaborating and supporting each other, uh, in this, in this group sort of thing. Um, so it's been really fun. Uh, and I, uh, I, I see a lot of positivity, sorry. Um, I see a lot of positivity coming out of it. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to keep doing it. I think one other thing about you doing your music as an Aboriginal artist today, difference from my generation of, um, indigenous artists, cause I grew up in the Southwest where, um, indigenous music that was popular was like Redbone was one of them, um, the exit. And a lot of mm -hmm. their stories were talking about yeah. some of the movements of the indigenous people at the time. So a lot of them were blacklisted or their music wasn't played because it was considered to be a social protest. But you, as a young person, as an indigenous person, you're come in a different era where you're embracing and you're, people are listening to your music, which is interesting and which is excellent too. Not to mention you're my nephew and I brag about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, it's, it's good to see that people are, are, are being so much more inclusive and there's, a real, um, uh, like pe people in positions of power, let's say like, like, you know, people who put on festivals and stuff like that, um, bookers, um, they are now creating more space to, to show all different kinds of music and all mm -hmm. from all different kinds of people. Um, and there seems to be a bit of a culture shift there from just your regular kind of big headliners. And I mean, there's still that stuff, but uh, they, they are definitely creating more space, uh, for these things that really didn't happen too, too often. And, uh, I think you're really going to start to see the, the, the fruits of that, um, in the next kind of generation for sure. Um, because there's, again, there, it's just like, if you don't see yourself up there, then how, like, you'll never get up there. Right. So, um, and everybody has to, you, you need all different kinds of people up there for people to see themselves yeah. up on stage. Right. So, uh, seeing a, um, an indigenous person or an indigenous group, uh, you know, doing their thing and you're indigenous, uh, I think would, uh, really, um, kind of make you want to want to get, be a part of it, you know, do it like, Oh, I, I know how to play guitar. I know how to sing, uh. I want to do what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, it allows for that connection for the listener and the producer to 
show that there's more than one person out there feeling that way or can do these things. Like you were saying, the inspiration you guys are giving to our next generation is very powerful. And I think it's a great way to approach the future in order to, like you said, bring more awareness to all the indigenous artists and encourage them to come out and be proud of what they do and mm-hmm. be happy to explain yeah, and others. There, there's one thing that we were talking about with the indigenous songwriters group as well, is that like, it's awesome that we're starting to play these festivals. And um, again, it's, it's a cool avenue for us to, to get into these festivals and stuff like that. Um, but we're also talking about like, how do we get like to, you know, people's communities and playing um, and trying to do more of like a, okay, let's take this a step further and maybe start playing in some communities and, you know, try to get some, like some people from the community to open up or just maybe they'll play their first show. Um, and, you know, n- uh, try to do it in, in, in both areas. Right. Um, so really looking forward to, to, uh, to doing that and, uh, making that happen. I think you performed during the indigenous day. Was it in Fredericton somewhere, St. Mary's? Last year? Um, no, I, I, I've never actually performed in St. Mary's, but I have definitely done things all around the city for sure. Yeah, because I know I've seen that. Uh, uh, yeah, we're at, and again, with the, with the songwriters, I was, I was just going to say with the songwriters group, uh, we're, we're talking about doing something for, uh, uh, yeah, Indigenous Day. Um, some kind of big show. Would it be in the Miramichi? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I like, I can see it in the future. Like us kind of touring the group around, mm-hmm. which would be really fun. I, it's still like it, in it's such its infant stages. We were just talking about like, should we have a name to it? Or are we always just going to be the Indigenous Songwriter Circle? Um, and it's also like, if it's an Indigenous Songwriter Circle, it can't just be us four all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's a, it's a song circle, right? So it's got to include uh, other people. So uh, it, it's still very early days, but uh, but we're all very excited about it. Okay, that kind of answers my question because I was going to ask you, is there like a, a Facebook page or a social media platform that you guys put announcements on for when you are playing at festivals or any of the sort? But I'm assuming, like you said, it's kind of like in the fresh stages, so you guys haven't gotten there just yet or... Yeah, no, not yet. I would just say if you follow any one of us um, in any of our artist pages, uh, we always kind of promote when when one of us is uh, or when we're doing it as a group. Okay, awesome. Because I'm going to follow you guys then so I know because I'd like to get to your next one because I missed the one in January. Shoot. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds great. And Dylan, I guess for 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 listeners or viewers here that that are looking to follow you, where where's the best place to uh, to find you? Yeah, so uh, for all of my music, you can follow uh, my band, which is Marion, uh, and that's spelled M A R I A N, um, and we're basically Marion the band on like all social media platforms. Um, and then for my recording. Uh, that is at Shiftwork Recording. So Shiftwork Recording again on all social media stuff. 
um, yeah, lots of, lots of great things, uh, coming out of both of those projects. Uh, my band is, uh, right now we're writing a new album, which is really, really exciting. Uh, and it's going very, very well. Um, and then the recording page, it's, it's, I, I work with all kinds of artists. Like I work a lot with like emerging New Brunswick artists. Uh, that's what I have a lot of passion for is, is, um, you know, helping out, um, uh, people who are just starting out, you know, doing their first recording, doing their first album. Uh, and you know, that being the kind of foundation block for them to then start playing shows, start playing festivals and kind of get their, their music career going, uh, as well as uh, a lot of indigenous artists as well. Um, and just all sorts of random things. And, 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 uh, some really cool things that are going to happen here in the future with some, uh, uh, some more community outreach workshops, uh, kind of artist development sort of stuff. Uh, so definitely be on the lookout for all that. Good stuff. Good stuff. And I guess you sort of addressed it just there a minute ago, but I did want to ask as well, uh, you know, to kind of with your recording engineer kind of hat on, um, you know, as a, as a, as a musician, then, you know, you mentioned, like I say, you, you, you've, uh, you know, allowed those, uh, other maybe kind of people that are looking to kind of get into music, have, you know, have provided them with, uh, you know, a means of inspiration that way. But you've also, like I say, inspired so many people, uh, as, as a recording engineer and facilitated, you know, uh, their, their, uh, as you say, their first steps on their, on their journey. Um, what does that meant to you? Um, it's very fulfilling. Uh, I, I, I really, really get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Um, I like to, I like that I have my hands in kind of two different, um, pockets of, of music sort of thing. One as a creative side and then one as a more technical, uh, uh, player, I guess in, in, in the whole thing. Um, but it, it's very, it's just a lot of fun. It's so much fun to, to work with a new artist and see their excitement and for them, um, to help them kind of, uh, make to life what is in their head, uh, and what they're hearing. Cause, and everybody's so different and, uh, it, it's, it's a challenge to try and, 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 reproduce that onto a record uh but it's it's one that is it's challenging but it's very fun and it's very creative uh and collaborative which which is what i love um and there's almost like another side of it too that is very enjoying is sometimes uh i work with people who are older uh you know maybe retired and have played music all their life but have like never really written a song but they just wrote their first song and they've never done a recording. And now it's like, okay, I'm entering this new stage of life and I've always wanted to do music and now I'm finally doing it. Um, and those are just as fulfilling as somebody who's younger doing it for the first time and just embarking on that journey. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's all great. There, and there's all sorts of cool things that, that come my way that I would have never expected. Uh, and I'm just excited to keep doing it for sure. Great all together. Well, um, as as our uh, time together draws to a close, uh, any any final questions uh, before we wrap up? 
All righty. Uh, Dylan, anything more that you'd like to say before uh, we, we, we close down this episode? Yeah, I guess just to say uh, thanks for having me. Uh, I always enjoy talking about what I do. And if anybody out there is a musician uh, and wants some recording or just wants advice or anything like that, just reach out to me um, uh, on my recording page, on my on my band page, wherever you can find me, just reach out and uh, uh, yeah, here to help. Well, thank you very much, Dylan, for joining us today. And thank you very much for, for the great work that you're doing uh you know in the in the music industry and helping you know um artists old and new you know uh kind of follow uh their dreams in in if if that's not too cliche to say uh like i say we're very appreciative of of that great work and we'll definitely be looking forward to uh more announcements about uh, about marion and then also about the indigenous songwriter circle uh and where you may be uh, in the coming weeks and months. Excellent. So with that, uh, we'll draw to a close uh, for this episode of the Miramichi Historical Linkages Podcast. We will see you again in two weeks' time. Uh, And until then, uh, we, we bid you a fond farewell. Thank you.